the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Senate has voted on rules for deliberating and voting on the articles of impeachment. Senators have voted on how to proceed with voting on the articles of impeachment next week. The body decided to begin debating the articles of impeachment Monday at 11 a.m. They'll continue the debate through Tuesday before the State of the Union and vote on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Before adjourning, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell agreed to allow senators 10 minutes each for debate only. Four Democrat amendments were voted down. The Schumer Amendment calling for former National Security Advisor John Bolton to testify was supported by only two Republicans. That is Capitol Hill correspondent Bernie Bennett reporting. The U.S. has declared a public health emergency and announced significant entry restrictions in an effort to prevent the spread of the new virus that's hitting China. The coronavirus caused worries on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gave up 603 points to 28,256. This is SRN News. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. We're not looking at noise. This thing that we live in starves people. Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Yes, it's the first day of February. No, it's not Job Saturday because yesterday was not February. But we do got a GDP report for you. And man, there's just 
there's a fair amount of news. And none of it on this show will concern that thing that the Senate does or has been doing for the last couple of weeks. You, if you want that, that's what you go. That's what you go hear my good friends uh, Mitch Berg and uh, Brad Carlson talk about with the Northern Alliance Radio Network over on our sister station AM twelve A The Patriot. Now, if you're here on the King Banyan Show in Business fourteen forty, which is where you are right now, uh, just to be clear, <laughs> clear about which station you're listening to and which station you should listen to later, you're going to hear about about the economy. You're going to hear about the national economy and today more than usual global issues because there's two huge ones one can't seem to get out of the news for more than 10 or 15 minutes and is actually sort of crowded into that other thing that's happening in the senate and that of course being coronavirus and we'll talk some about that and what the impact of that could be uh, and I think that part, I think that's fair. That's fairly important. We'll actually have have something to say about that. But, but the other thing that happened that I think probably you could have missed with all of the other things in the news is the fact that Brexit happened yesterday afternoon, our time, um, at eleven p.m. Uh, London time. The UK officially left the European Union. It actually happened. Now, yes, there's a whole bunch of negotiating and all that that's going to happen, but but we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about that with my very one of my very best friends on the planet, uh, Professor Richard McDonald, is uh, the director of our ANIC program from Saint Cloud State. ANIC is in Northumberland, uh, the Northumberland County, in the very north edge of uh, England. Um, bordering Hadrian's Wall, which uh, in ancient times separated England from Scotland. Uh, and so they have a very interesting view up there, and I thought I thought it would be fine. I've been trying to get Rich to come on the show pretty much for a year, and I wrote him yesterday morning and said, hey, come on, if it's not today, if it's not a Saturday, when are you ever going to do this? And so he says, yeah, 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 I'm coming on. Okay, so... He has must have something he wants to tell us, and uh, we'll get a very interesting view uh, because he's right there, smack dab in what used to be the the big red wall of the UK, uh, the labor the labor strongholds in the north of England, which decidedly turned toward Boris Johnson in December, and so it's a view from a place other than London, and I think that's really important for you to hear. So we'll have that we'll have that at the top of the next hour, but right now. Even though there was not, there was not a major, uh, there was not a jobs report. There was lots of other information shared this week, in particular the GDP report came out with growth identical to what we've had in the last, almost identical to both quarters: two point in Q- quarter two of 2019, 2.1 in quarter three, and 2.1 in quarter four in this advanced estimate and i point i always want to tell you if you listen to the show often enough here on 1440 you know we're always trying to tell you what data is likely to be revised this one feels like a, a, a this one feels like an estimate that is bound to be revised for a few reasons and i want to talk about those fairly briefly because we've got a lot of other things we want to talk about coronavirus we want to talk about brexit to get to that stuff, I've got to get through this fast. So, so listen, so pay attention. All right, this is going to take us a little time. There are two main numbers in this report that typically get the bulk of the revisions. Sometimes they do also the bulk of the work of giving you the number that's posted. When they do, that number is soft and likely to significant revision. The two numbers that get revised significantly are accumulation of inventories, because you actually have to have some measure of that, that, and that takes time to actually count up. Okay, who's got inv- who's got stuff in their in their warehouses? Um, remember, in GDP, you count production at the moment it's produced. So if I produce a Boeing seven thirty seven Max and I stick it in a hangar in Boeing headquarters. 
and the quarter comes to an end, I have in fact, I have in fact made that that Boeing that made that plane. That plane gets counted in that quarter as inventory investment by Boeing. If it sells it a year later, it doesn't count. It only counts at the moment it's produced. So, one of the things that's been happening in the last couple quarters, and I can't overemphasize this point, Boeing is playing, the Boeing situation is playing games at the margins with some of these numbers. Inventory investment actually reduced GDP estimates by 1.1%. So, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know that I always dig out this number in the in the GDP report called final sales, which measures the amount that's actually being purchased by consumers and by businesses for investment purposes. How much is it being how much is being purchased? Which is basically you take the GDP number, you subtract you subtract the inventory change number and you get a result. Real final sales were at 3.2%. That's a pretty significantly high number. And on that basis alone, you might have wanted to say that GDP is going to be revised in an upward upward direction. Because my guess is that 1.09 number, it is so big that my, you know, the usually the things that do that are trade issues. The trade issues were solved, I think, soon enough that I don't think that number should be so big. If I was going to, if I was a betting person, I'd be betting that that number's going to fall, that retail sales, that real final sales number's going to fall. But as that number falls, that's going to push the GDP estimate up. Good news. Well, I'm Harry Truman's wish for a one-armed economist because I'm going to now say, on the other hand, on the other hand, it's an old it's an old line. Harry Truman said, "I wish I had a one-armed economist, because they always say on the one hand, but on the other hand, I like I always like the first hand better than the second." Okay, so here's the downside. Here's the other hand. If you look at the net exports number, it looks like net exports contributed 1.48 to the GDP report. Meaning that, meaning that imports fell by 8.7% in the fourth quarter. Based on everything else we've seen, and the fact that the trade deficit figures, which came out on the very same day that the GDP report came out, that number doesn't feel right. It doesn't fit with everything else that's been out there. So I think that number's going to get revised, and that's going to pull the GDP number down because it means more of those real final sales, those real final sales are in fact going to foreign countries and not domestic producers. That will pull the GDP number down. Will it wash? Maybe. I'm more leaning toward the idea, and it's just because between Boeing and, and and some of the things regarding the December trade agreements and, and all this sort of stuff, I can't be really sure which one's going to pull more, but if I had to bet on it, I'm going to say the change in the import numbers like likely to overwhelm any revision that comes to the inventories. I don't know that. That's just a and it, I don't have a whole lot of good evidence on that. But my gut feel is when we get the revision to this, I'm going to bet it has a one-handle, not a two-handle. be interesting to see the people that spend more time digging deeper into this than I do to, to actually come up with a number. I haven't seen a good estimate on this from anybody at this time, uh, but I'm looking for them uh, because I, I, I really think this 2.1 number is a little on the soft side. Nonetheless, GDP for the year, for 2019, comes in at 2.3% for 2019. Regardless if you try to measure it midpoint to midpoint or December to December, it comes to, comes to that. That's down from the level you would have had in 2018 of 2.9%. The major disappointment in these data is the fact that, that, uh, that investment 
on uh, non-residential investment fell by one one and a half percent we've in fact had three quarters in a row of negative non-residential fixed investment business investment that that has largely been in the area of commercial real estate building new new commercial buildings it has not been in the equipment area quite so much until very recently and interestingly i was just listening to the real estate chalk chalk guys on the in the previous hour the build on residential area has been fairly small and if there was one bit of good news to throw into into the investment data i think that good news has to come from the fact that right now inventories of housing of new housing are really really low here in the St. Cloud area, just overall, the amount of amount of uh, inventory in central Minnesota is at about two and a half months of sales. And I've corrected that data to look at the seasonal patterns and so forth. And, and I'm pretty confident that we've got about that. In other words, if we didn't build a new a new house, if we didn't add one new house to this to the list of, of houses that are available. You would think we'd run out of homes in about two and a half months. Now, of course, some of those, some of those, some of the inventory that's out there, nobody wants to buy. But that's an incentive to every construct construction firm out there to build more homes. And that I think is part of why I'm not, I'm not concerned nearly so much about there being a recession sometime in 2020 because I, the housing sector is often a a bellwether for where that's going to go and i think the housing sector is actually going to be okay for the foreseeable future you've got low interest rates you've got low low housing inventory prices have risen but they don't look like they're rising you know by leaps and bounds it doesn't look like a mania out there i kind of think things are okay in that in that sector so i'm not feeling i'm not feeling like we're going to see a whole lot of uh, a whole uh, we're, that's one impulse to gdp that i i think is going to stay fairly constant to what we've had in 2019 we'll be back out Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-797-5868. 800-797-5868. That's 800-797-5868. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract to know that I have some other sources of income. 
Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Since 1992, Cormark Metals has been providing businesses and do-it-yourselfers materials and services needed to complete their projects, from steel, fabrication, engineer design services, and more. Join their community to shop and get inspired. Visit CormarkMetals.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. It is hard to break up with China. We're going to talk about that at the bottom of the hour here. But uh, a little bit more of the current economic news for you here on the King Banyan Show. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions, comments. 651-289-4477, questions and comments. Um China issues, UK and Brexit coming up here in just a, in a little bit here on the show. Uh, let me let me uh, uh, let me start to pull back. I pull away some some of the pieces. I've been trying to build a GDP forecast for 2020. I'm doing some talks here over the next few weeks where I'm asked to do that. I did a little bit of this for a group of. Uh, real estate uh, real, realtors here in the St. Cloud area uh, this past week. And I just mentioned housing because I decided, well, if I'm going to talk to the realtors first, I better have that down. The next group I'm talking to is in about 10 days. I'm talking to a group of manufacturing executives. Um, and I'll, and I would incur, you know, and so I've been trying to get at the manufacturing piece. And again, manufacturing has been in some significant struggles over the last year and a half. Durable goods orders were reported again this week. Down. If you go into that GDP report and you look at in, and you look inside and say, okay, so what's growing and what's what's not growing within consumption, in personal consumption expenditures, service sector has done perfectly fine, but the construction sector and particularly durables outside of housing have been have been mostly down over the last um uh, over the last uh, year and a half. So, and, and all of the PMIs that come out, all the manufacturer surveys that are done by the Federal Reserve have been down. But this past week, we got a much more mixed signal. Um, the Dallas Fed uh, rose three points. It's still at a negative 0.2, but that's just, you know, negative 0.2 means just about flat. You know, about half rising, half falling. The Richmond Fed... The Richmond Fed actually printed a shockingly high number, positive twenty, when you expected something in the in the low in the single digits negative. So two two manufacturing surveys regionally within within the U.S. were up. However, uh, uh, Chicago the Chicago one number was down, and I do think that that in general the 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 regional numbers would indicate that perhaps the the east coast is growing a little bit faster than the midwest or the or the west. I think the west is still impacted by by trade issues more than the east coast is. But if you look inside the manufacturing sector you'd say, well, things are going okay there. Things are not going are not going as bad as as we would have thought. New home sales in December were a little bit weaker pending home sales around the country a little bit weaker but again i would say here at least in central minnesota and my and from what i understand also in the twin cities their numbers look uh, a, a fair bit better and so i think regional growth looks to be looks to be doing okay but but again let me mention that core durable goods figure uh, uh it, it again is at was down nine point nine nine tenths of a percent month over month uh and 
that number has been flat pretty much since, I'm looking at the chart right now, it's been flat pretty much since the uh, middle of 2018 and when the when the trade war really got itself uh, uh, to to quite some point. The Fed met, we want to make sure, I'm, going to, I'm only going to take a few minutes to talk about the Fed. The Fed met this week, it was an absolute nothing burger of an FOMC statement. They changed one word to change from strong consumer growth to moderate consumer growth. I, they, they, the board has changed. Okay, the the presidents who vote on the FOMC statement and the direction of monetary policy change every January. So. So President Kashkari from the Minneapolis Fed is now a voting member of FOMC. Uh, James Bullard, who we've talked about here frequently in the past, uh, who's a graduate of uh, St. Cloud State here, uh, was a voting member last year, is not. Although they're all still involved. They all participate in the conversation. They all get a chance to talk. But only some of the Fed presidents get to vote, and those votes rotate on an annual basis. So so that that has happened. And interestingly, what they've been waiting on to see is what happens with this, uh, what happens with this assistance to the uh, to the liquidity of the overnight repurchase market. You'll remember the the big spike in interest rates in the middle of September, where the overnight rate for about twelve hours had risen to ten percent. This is this was. There was a panic in that market. There was all of a sudden some very serious liquidity issues. The Fed came out and engaged, and I just tweeted to you at Pound KBRS a graph, a graphic which shows you, I'm just pulling it up now, when it rose, it went very quickly, adding uh, repurchase agreements uh, to the system uh, with uh, primary dealers, uh, and, and they added liquidity to the system of about $180, million, $180 billion uh, by the first week of October. So within two weeks, they'd stuck $180 billion into the system. They've actually added overall, with other repurchases, 400000 But in that overnight, in, in that assistance to primary dealers, they've actually, they raised it to 181 They got it all the way up to... By, by the beginning of 2020, they got up to $255 billion. But they've actually rolled off now approximately approximately $80 billion of that over the last six weeks. As that roll-off continues, don't be surprised if there's some, if there's some event that happens in the next six to eight weeks with another another spike i think they're trying to determine whether or not they've got enough liquidity in the system and that they could somewhat pull back what they're doing there was conversation that they were going to announce a repurchase a, 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 a repurchase facility perhaps that conversation happened we won't know till years from now when we get to actually read uh, the actual minutes of the meeting uh, there might be some summary of that that we'll we'll see here in a few months from now, but at the moment it appears the Fed's really on steady as she goes, and so honestly, I have very 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 little of the meeting to play for you from that. But but the one bit of the meeting that I do have uh, was really Jay Powell talking about coronavirus and the impact it might have. And so let's play that clip of Jay Powell. This is from the FOMC meeting on uh, the, the conference after the FOMC meeting on Wednesday. Jay Powell. There is likely to be some disruption to activity in China and possibly globally based on the spread of the virus to date and the travel restrictions and business closures that have already been imposed. Um, of course, the situation is, is really in its early stages, and it's very uncertain about how far it will spread and what the macroeconomic effects will be in China, in its immediate trading partners and neighbors, and around the world. So in light of that uncertainty, uh, I'm not going to speculate about it at this point. I, I will just tell you that, of course, we are very carefully monitoring <clears throat> the situation. 
Uh, and, um, you know, as you, as you suggested, our framework ultimately is what are the potential ramifications for the U.S. economy and for the achievement of our, of our dual mandate. So, so J- Chairman Jay Powell, Wednesday at the FOMC press, conf- press conference after the FOMC meeting concluded, the two-day meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday, and so it's there, and of course they're trying to evaluate uh, the situation. Somebody asked me this week uh, at this meeting, once they've had that con- the FOMC meeting and they've, they've come out with this statement, does that mean they can't do anything for the next eight weeks? Of course not. There are, though limited, there are some examples of where the Federal Reserve took was to happen that was really quite concerning to them. You might see them take an action in the pre in the intermeeting period. I think if they do so, it's more likely not to be an, a change in interest rates. But it could be something that they do with respect to increasing the repurchase agreements. The demand for Treasury securities right now is off the charts. Okay, when you've got a ten-year ten-year Treasury bond selling below one point six percent interest, it's an indication that that there is a, a high demand for for safe securities, safe assets out there, and there is the the bellwether of safe securities is the 10-year treasury so i would not be shocked to see some adjustment in not qe to happen sometime between meetings if that flight to safety uh resulting from coronavirus continues we'll be back about that and more after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other For our nation. For us all. The few. The proud. The Marines. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child. Uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe. And Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. I love that about working with Invergrove Hyundai. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. Choose from an amazing variety of new Hyundais and experience the incredible customer satisfaction for yourself at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. 
To succeed, they need a solid foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. In this sturdy old part of the city Where the sun refused to shine Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Ah, uh, let that run a little bit. I love this song. Now, my girl, you're so young and pretty. And one thing I know is true. You'll be dead before you die. Yeah. Watch my daddy in All right. King Banyan Show, business 1440. I could play music all day. In fact, I, there was a time in my life where I was the person, you know, in, truly actually spinning platters back, you know, because we would actually have to start and stop vinyl. Um, I miss those days. I do. Although, didn't, being a, a dean at a university pays just a little bit better. Just a little bit. Um, I think my wife prefers me to have the job I have. Anyway, 651-289-4477, 651-289-4477. Let's get to this point about uh, about the impact of uh, this coronavirus. Indeed, yes, uh, uh, I think yes, yesterday, Brian Ween, who is uh, the chief economist at, uh, at Blackstone, uh, at the Blackstone Group, um, spoke about the GDP statistics, spoke about the the impact of uh, coronavirus and so forth, and had this to say. This was from CNBC on, uh, I actually think it's on Thursday. Go ahead. Global growth right now, Carl, is projected to be greater than 3%. If this continues, um, and maybe even if it only continues for another month, you could knock that down below 3 to something in the tubes. The two biggest contributors to global growth are China, because it's, it was growing at 6%, and now it looks like it's going to grow at 5 and the U.S. But if China loses 1% of growth at 12% of the world economy, uh, that's going to have an impact around the world. So the longer that this is going on, before it is uh, controlled, uh, the more impact it will have on the global economy. So how much is it growing? How much is it spreading? I've been watching this map, and I've tweeted it out to you just just a few moments ago. If you follow the show, if you're and you like the show, one of the things you can do to to play along with us is to use uh, Twitter at pound kbrs. That's the hashtag. So just search for pound kbrs, and everything I talk about on the show that that you can find on the internet, I I tweet to you using that hashtag. And this is a map. I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna open up my copy of it just again just now. This is a map for the current number of people out there, and they've just updated the data for us. Currently, currently around the world, according to Johns Hopkins University's uh, Center for for the Study of Inve- it's, uh, I don't know what the CSSE stands for. right because i've been living off this graphic for uh, quite this is a center for system science and engineering at uh, at johns hopkins university in uh, in baltimore uh so this is a map and this map shows us 12,024 cases this is updated as of this morning at 9 a.m our time so this is updated in the last hour 12,024 confirmed cases of coronavirus of this new coronavirus uh coronavirus is a class of viruses of course 259 confirmed deaths 249 of them from hubei province in in mainland china want to make sure i point that out that all but 10 of the confirmed deaths have come from uh, have come from that area henan province next which is next door has two uh chunking province sichuan province have one apiece um my point being that that 
it's the center of China that has had nearly all of the deaths that have happened here. And it is disruptive. Here's why it's disruptive. The way the Chinese have decided to try to control the virus. Again, when we talked last week, my point was, was that last Saturday was Lunar New Year. And it is traditionally a, the biggest, it really is, it's the biggest day of, of ho- biggest holiday in China was last Saturday. And what was happening was people were either traveling, because they, they typically you've got about 160 to 180 million internal migrants, those who are working in places where you can get higher wages, typically in the southeast of the country, toward the coast, toward Hong Kong and Macau. And doing that out of places like Hubei or, 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 or Chongqing or, or, or Henan or, or these places in the center of the country. They get on the train and they go back home. Now, here's the deal. Many of them got home before the train stations were closed late last, late last week, just before the new year. Many of them had already arrived home. So they're now in. And they're around the people who are sick. So China is quite rightfully addressing this by saying, we're going to keep businesses closed for an extra week or even an extra two weeks. We're going to close the trains. The impact of that, which Wien is talking about, the impact of that is that you're going to end up with lots of people who can't get back to work, won't get back to work, and even if they could get back to work, the plant's closed. What are they making? Well, many of them are making goods that we're buying here in the United States. Many of them are making parts that need to get sent back to the United States and global supply chains to go back to... to go back to... um, the United States, and amazingly enough, I'm sorry, I don't mean I don't mean to pick on Wilbur Ross, okay? But he is he is the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to the misunderstanding of global trade. I I cannot resist playing this clip for you because he says this. This was on this was on with Maria Bartiromo on the daily on their daily show on Fox Business. Uh, I believe this is from Thursday. Go ahead and play that clip for me, please, uh, Wyatt. You could seriously see the Chinese economy come to a halt. And given the, the, the large uh, percentage of global growth that China commands, does that actually threaten what you're just saying? Well, first of all, every American's heart has to go out to the victims of the coronavirus. So I don't want to talk about a victory lap over a very unfortunate, very malignant disease. But the fact is, it does give businesses yet another thing to consider when they go through their review of their supply chain. And top of all the other things, because you had SARS, you have the African swine virus there, now you have this. It's another risk factor that people need to take into account. So I think it will help to accelerate the return of jobs to North America, some to U.S., probably some to Mexico as well. What? Did I hear that right? And thank you for cutting it off, because I, because actually right after that, uh, Maria basically sort of like says, that's really interesting. And so I couldn't tell if she actually was agreeing with Ross or if she just realized he had basically said coronavirus is good for the United States because it'll it'll accelerate the decoupling of the U.S. and Chinese economies, which is a remarkable thing to say. Okay, and I read to you. I love doing that. This is from the Wall Street Journal this morning. This is a pair. so focused on treating China as an economic adversary that he sees every loss for China as a net benefit to the U.S. But as the markets are saying, a slowdown or recession in China caused by the virus and quarantine will have economic consequences around the world, including the U.S. Long before supply chains relocate out of China, 
more Americans will have lost their jobs if a downturn spreads to the U.S. I agree with the Wall Street Journal. I don't, and honestly, I don't understand this fella whatsoever. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I've got a one. I've got a couple more clips to play for you, and then an, an observation about the progress of coronavirus that I that I, I want you to think about. And I want to get my. I've got a few listeners who I know are smarties, good engineers, good people thinking about these things. I want you to think about this and tell me if you agree with my thinking. Back after this, isn't that a tease? King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. As the presidential campaign heats up, leaders over 70 control our politics. If Trump wins re-election, he'd be 78 at his term's end, the oldest president ever. Elizabeth Warren would be 75. Joe Biden and Michael Bloomberg would both be 81. And Bernie Sanders, well, he'd hit 83. Meanwhile, Speaker of the House Pelosi is already 79 and Senate Leader Mitch McConnell, 77. New York Attorney Thomas Dewey notes this domination by senior citizens is something new. Bill Clinton took office at age 46 and George W. Bush followed him at 54, beating the 52-year-old Vice President Al Gore. Mr. Dewey seems puzzled by these contrasts, but they actually reflect the unshakable domination of government and culture by baby boomers, who ruled the roost in their 50s and still hold sway in their 70s. Members of this post-war population bulge could still reign past their 80s, or more plausibly, 2020 will be their last hurrah. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. 651-289-4477 if you want to talk about... Right now we're talking about the impact in the U.S. of China and coronavirus. I mean, it seems I'm unfair picking on on Wilbur Ross, but as uh, Professor uh, Scott Sumner uh, from Brandeis pointed out uh, in a post on his Money Illusion blog uh, this week, one of the... We keep saying we want to decouple, and he's ta- and Wilbur's talking about decoupling. On the one hand, but on the other hand, the trade deal says we're supposed to do a lot more trade with China. We're supposed they're supposed to buy a lot more of our stuff. So are we? De- so how can they buy a whole lot more of our stuff when we tell them you can't? You know, we're not going to let our people fly to you. You can't fly here. 
and we want you to lock down the country so that you don't spread the virus. I hope that there might be some consideration of those facts. But anyway, I, I do think this this leads to a couple of a couple of thoughts. I'm gonna I want to play. This is Jay Bryson, who's the new. I think he's actually the acting chief economist at uh, at uh, Wells Fargo, um, and talking about GDP growth and and and. Listen to this and see if you don't hear that uh, he's got coronavirus on the mind as well. Well, so, yeah, for, so for the first quarter, and uh, uh, um, Steve was talking about this earlier, I mean, our, our estimate here is about 1.2%. We mm-hmm. know that there's going to be a big uh, contraction in production at Boeing. Um, we're we're going to get an inventory swing here in the first quarter. Going forward, we, can, we look for twos going forward, but I think our overall annual GDP growth rate for this year is like kind of 1.8. Um, and so it's going to be a subpar, we think, sort of, of year um, at this point, maybe things pick up later on in, in the second half, but just the, the, the momentum coming into this year is, is a little bit weak. So low momentum, you add the coronavirus that, that's happening. And, and if you put, and, and with those together, you have to think that it's really interesting. I tweeted yesterday that the initial number that came out from the Atlanta Fed uh, which is typically just the median the median number from the blue chip economic forecasting service. Blue chip is a, just collects GDP collects economic forecasts from a group of people, and it publishes the range of them, and it publishes the median and says that's their forecast. That number was two point seven percent for the first quarter. Given what's happening right now. I think it's kind of hard to believe that's true. And so you you heard Bryson also mention the Boeing situation where now we keep getting reports that Boeing is delaying is delaying when they believe the 737 Max will be able to fly again. Um chances are they're going to relabel it because, you know, if I looked at the if I look at the tail of the plane and, or look at the fuselage of the plane and I see on it says Boeing 737 Max do I really want to step onto that plane? I don't think so. So, I still think we're 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 at a place where where that production's gonna gonna probably be slow. If you put that together, I think the GDP numbers and the material we we've heard this morning so far would indicate that we're probably going to end up with with fairly slow growth. There's one more piece I want to play for you right now that I think actually is highly important as you think about what GDP will, uh, as you think about where the economy's going. I mean, like I said, the housing sector is strong. I'm trying to put in my head what the manufacturing sector is doing. One of my bellwether companies that I watch, I know people watch the tech sector a lot, so they'll watch Apple, they'll watch Amazon. I'm going to give you one of my tips. Okay, when I want to watch what's happening in the economy, and particularly if I want to think about the Midwest, every time Caterpillar releases their annual report or puts out a press statement, or or better, they actually broadcast their press conferences, uh, their their investor calls, I want to hear them because they often have some really good information for them. So I listen to it the... I listened to the one that they did this week. This was from Thursday. Their chief financial officer, uh, Andrew Bonfield, was was on. Talked about their twenty their twenty nineteen results, which they had guided a little bit downward. They came in a little bit under. But what was really happening? What was really telling in this is what they did. They guided their their earnings down for twenty twenty well below where all of the Wall Street analysts had put them. They were down significantly below that. Just play this. This is a little clip. This is the investor call for Caterpillar. They actually did this as a, as a video that they put up on, that I believe they put up on YouTube. Uh, and, and, and this is, so Andrew Bonfield, CFO of Caterpillar, this on Thursday. 2020, uh, I mean, obviously at the moment there's a huge amount of economic uncertainty uh, out there uh, with geopolitical events playing out uh, as we speak. So therefore, we are expecting to see a down year in terms of sales and revenues. We expect our end user sales to be down between 4 and 9% uh, as we move through the year. 
We do expect dealers to further reduce their inventories as we move through the year. That will be between $1 and $1.5 billion as we move through 2020. So one company, a large company, okay, to me, to me in terms of uh, uh, agricultural, ag- Caterpillar is to agriculture as Boeing is to aerospace. They are big, big players in that market. And they're a great bellwether for what's happening out there. So there's something being said about the ag sector. But I think just as importantly, I think there's something in the Caterpillar call that makes me a little uh, wary of of manufacturing on a go-forward basis as well. I see the number. I looked at that 2.7 posting, and I, I I just saw the headline. I'm like, well, what what does Atlanta Fed do for that initial number? And then I said, saw that what they're doing is they're just pulling the blue chip forecast. And I said, ah, okay. So none of the blue chip forecasts they have out there have the Caterpillar information. None of them really have the coronavirus information in any significant way yet. And uh, yes, you will you won't hear me talk about about. Whether or not we are, or how China is managing that, I'm an economist. I'm not. I'm not an epidemiologist. Don't ask me to predict predict things very well about that. But I did want to point out one thing before I go about before I go for this hour about that. And I want you to look at that. We may talk about this again later. The graphic that I I sent to you at Pound KBRS in the last hour. I want you to look at the line that shows the total confirmed cases. As that number changes, what I've noticed is it appears for two days in a row, the growth rate, the growth rate, the okay of the of coronavirus, seems to be slow um, than in previous days. That is usually the first sign of containment. I watched that number more than others to see if. It's under control. I would encourage you to track this number, continue to track this number over the next over the next few days. If that continues to if that number begins to level off, that that indicates that maybe what China has done has done so. And and the differences between a, a short interruption and a medium and long term interruption are really significant, not just for China, but for the entire world. When we come back, Brexit with uh, with a live report from the from the border here, King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hairs resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair dot com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. And they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. 
Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, my 3